Hello and welcome along to the On The Whistle podcast. I'm your host, Zane Nabi. Today, we're going old school. I've got the one and only Courtney Fries joining me, the PSL winner, the man you want to hear from, best rants in the business, and he does them all for free. Courtney, how are you, my friend? Zane, it's a pleasure to be here again with you. And you know what's the thing I've been loving these last few days is seeing the footage and uh, what's happening with the... Crystal Palace and all the feedback we've been getting from our supporters. Brilliant. Love to interact. Absolutely. Some are lovers, some are haters, some are indifferent, but it's good to get feedback. And that is a perfect way where we're going to start the pod today. We're going to go to the mailbag. We're going to hear from you. Last week, we discussed Patrick Vieira sacking at Palace. Was it fair? Was it not? Where will he land next? We also spoke about the likes of Chris Hewton, Colatore, and other African and Black managers deserving of roles in the Premier League and beyond. Um, we'll also talk about how we've seen a resurgence in Eberich Eze. He's been in wonderful form at Palace. And we will talk about the irrepressible Victor Osserman, who's back for Napoli in their all-Italian tie against uh, AC Milan on Tuesday. Can he make the difference in a comeback win in that game? So, again, lots to get into in the pod, lots to talk about. But I'm starting with the mailbag. Remember... If you want to comment, post post a comment here on YouTube. Post a comment wherever you consume us on whatever, whatever platform you're what you're watching or listening to the On the Whistle podcast, and of course on our social media accounts on Twitter and on Instagram. Look for OTW underscore podcast. Now the first comment we had was from Tete Molefe. Tete had um, watched our podcast on YouTube, and he said, "I agree with Francis." Imagine if a Patrick Vieira was coaching Kaiser Chiefs, for example. If the white people in Europe don't value our black brothers, we need to bring them in our leagues in Africa to add value and improve the game. Tete, thank you for that comment. Um, I think that's certainly a conversation starter. Um, And then as much as we had people agreeing with us, there certainly were a fair few Palace fans out there who didn't. We had Ricky Finn saying... You're insinuating Hewton and Vieira are good enough for jobs at City, Arsenal, and United. The Torre shout is the craziest. I was happy when we appointed Patrick Vieira, but not. But what happened at Nice happened to us. He's shocking currently. Mark Hoth agreed with Ricky. He said, are you Vieira's agent or something? Or another Arsenal apologist for him? Bottom line, his tactics were a joke. His selections and where he played Olisa and Eze were a joke. Roy's changed that. Vieira has failed at every club. I think I know a bit more about Palace than you. Guys, whether you agree with us, whether you uh, disagree with us, whether you're indifferent to us, we thank you for participating in the conversation. The one thing I will say is we don't tolerate abuse. We're not here to argue. We're here to have a conversation. And if you respect that, we welcome you around our bride. If not, we'll treat you like a Durban bouncer. And if you don't know what that means, go to Durban. Actually, we'll teach you like a Peter Maritzburg bouncer. <laughs> Big smile there, my Courtney. But Courtney, you've heard some of the comments. Uh, raw thoughts and reaction to some of those. Well, firstly, Zane, how lovely to get that feedback, you know, really. And and some of it is very analytical. Some of it is, I think, 
um, very clear and you can hear the point of view. You can hear the palace supporter who's giving a, I am going there week in, week out watching this perspective. And that's got to be respected. So firstly, let's just go with that. I love that. And it's also leveled um, opinions, right? I, 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 I can agree with some of it. You know, I can agree. Patrick Vieira went 11 games where things were not going well. And within those 11 games, there wasn't one win. There were draws and mainly losses. So you, when you're going to run like that, you put yourself in a very difficult position. And nobody can really back you. Okay? But Patrick Vieira won't be the only one that will go on a run like that in this league. Patrick Vieira has not been the only one to go on a run like that in this league. But there's other managers that have gone on similar runs, had similar difficulties, that still have jobs today. Now, I'm not, I'm not one to jump to, well, he's a black manager, he's a white manager. No, I, I don't want to jump into that. I don't want to jump into that. What I want to jump into is that just let's start giving people a bit more time to do their jobs who are good upcoming managers, okay? Palace made, they've pulled the trigger absolutely fine. They've, they, they've done well. Roy Hodgson has come into a team and he's possibly relaxed the players and they're doing exceptionally well. But Patrick Vieira can get a job somewhere else. Maybe it's not in uh, the Premier League. It could be in the first division. He could go to that. You know, there's clubs out there with fantastic projects. I was looking at Middlesbrough yesterday. A club like Middlesbrough with a man like Gibson as the owner, the CEO. Why will Patrick Vieira not be suited to them? if something happens to their manager. So these things, all we want is people to continue getting opportunities, right? We're not pushing the color bandwagon. I'm not. I'm pushing opportunities. If other people are getting opportunities, so must other people. Simple as that. Sure. And I guess my perspective on that is we have deserving black and African managers, and it's about seeing and ownership. And Asian. And Asian. Yeah. Seeing seeing sporting directors, seeing football directors, seeing owners back them and support them. Yeah. I mean, the frustration, and without risk repeating what we did last week, because you can always go listen to that, is that Vieira wasn't given the easy games. He was given the hard games and judged on that. And I think that is where you want to see more consistency from, from owners. Um, and I guess um, that is really where my perspective is. And I think we only change that when we have better representation with ownership and in other positions of administration. But listen, as you said, it's certainly a topic that engenders a lot of debate, discussion, and we thank you, um, everyone out there who participated in a respectful way. Um, and actually, we'll stay on the Palestine, Courtney. Um, they've been winning. They've been doing well under Roy. So kudos to him for doing, uh, doing a wonderful job uh, since he's got back. Um, but talk to me about Eberetje Eze. He has Same. been resurgent. He has been Same. dominant. A player who trained with Nigeria, but still hasn't made his mind up whether he'll play for them or England. Um, tell me, Courtney, what have you made about his performances? Zane, don't talk to me about Eze now. Don't talk to me about his resurgence. I think that's the wrong adjective to look at what he's become. Eze, I feel, could have gone to the World Cup ahead of Jack Relish. That's how good he is. Now, that's it's a pretty a, big statement. That's Why? a big statement because Jack Relish in his first season at Man City was basically a flat battery. I think he got three goals or two goals and one assist the whole season. I could be wrong on those stats, but they were nothing like what his £100 million uh, 
uh, transfer fee suggested he should have done. Okay, but during that quiet period of Jack Grealish, Eze was uprooting trees. Yes, he got injured just before the World Cup. I, I do understand it. But he also came back into the team as well. He's one of the very few players, Zane, that can travel with the ball at speed. There's very few of them out there. Now, when you say travel with the ball at speed, we're not talking about a Nunes-type traveler. No, we're talking about close control at speed, going left, going right, and beating players. And this is what Eze is. So if I am Gareth Southgate, okay, his biggest job now is to get Eze in that team, get him in the team, because what he gives England is depth and quality. You know, they take Foden off, they put Eze on. They put Eze on, they can take him off and put Grealish on. It's just depth. And the thing with Eze, he can blow, play both sides. Foden and Grealish play on one side. So Palace have got such a player there, man. I don't know what is going on with Clubs at the top end of the or, 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 of um, the Premier League. Why are they not looking at this guy and thinking to themselves, you know, we've got a player here. Because, and I'm, when I'm talking about uh, teams at the top, I'm looking at Newcastle, trying to really break into that top four and add quality. He would be a fantastic signing. Arsenal, get him in there. Because Arsenal currently have a good team. They've got Martinelli on the left. Imagine if they add Eze to their team. Imagine the depth they have. You know, Saka, Martinelli, Eze. There is a player there that people are underrating and not giving the credit to. He's a fantastic player, Zay. Fantastic, fantastic player. Well, talking about a, uh, a, a play with Nigerian heritage to a current Nigerian who's doing fantastic things, we're looking at Victor Osman, the Napoli striker. He's back for the all-Italian tie when Napoli will play AC Milan. Uh, Courtney, he's back. Could he help inspire Napoli to a win to get into that semi-final? I think he's he's his return to the team gives us two things, Zane. It gives the team as a collective confidence that our big hitters back. Goals will be coming. Uh, number one. Number two, he's got fantastic hold-up play and the ability to run into the channels like no one you've seen this season. An exceptionally hard-working, lanky, upfront man. A really good player. Now, adding that to a team full of confidence and what Napoli have on their left-hand side, in and I, I struggle with the guy's name. I think it's Kilage Ijvili. Uh, and I, I, I apologize for saying the guy's name wrong. The Georgian. You, you, you've got a, an unbelievable player there. Now, if you look at some of his goals, Zane, taking the ball on the chest in tight situations, getting the strike off, hard running, taking defenders into the areas they don't want to go into, into the channels, to go fight for the ball, beating them, coming out of the channels, it is a fantastic player. The thing is, he is direct, he is greedy, and he wants goals. Who wouldn't want a striker like that? Well, he's certainly going to be uh, somebody the biggest clubs in the market are going to want. This season, he's played 24 matches, 21 goals, four assists. A man who is certainly hot property. Uh, lots of talk about him coming to the Premier League. Do you think he'll land here in the summer, Courtney? Well, he has to come to the Premier League, Zane. This is the biggest, the best, 
um, the, the, the richest league in the world. And when you have a talent that's as special as that, it has to come onto the big stage and flourish, right? They are in the Champions League. They're doing well. They are going for Serie A. Well done. Well done. But he needs to now come and sit on the big stage. The big stage is the Premier League. Now, he has, he's, he's got multiple suitors. Chelsea, I'm surprised they didn't make a bid for you, Zane, because they're buying everyone. Uh, so <laughs> they never try to buy you. What do you but, think, Courtney? Me, the Chelsea director of comms? Uh, I see you play right back for them and just kicking, Zane. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, you know, um, he, he, he has the options. I think there's two clubs that will be chasing him. Chelsea, number one, because they are desperate for a striker. In everything that the Chelsea owner has done, he's made fantastic purchases in the wrong areas. So they need a striker. So they, they're going to be chasing him. And then it's Man United. Do you go for history, culture, and pedigree over the fashionable lights of London? With lots Come of to London, mate. I think he's Come going to, to London. London. Honestly, I, I couldn't think of anything worse than going to London. You're for Chelsea. of life. But when you're bored of London, you're bored of life. So, you know, but wherever he goes, Zane, he's going to shine. And the other thing... Dagenham and Redbridge. <laughs> wherever he goes, he's going to shine. And wherever he goes, he's going to be a problem for defenders because sure. he is mobile and he is not afraid to work hard. So defenders are going to have to be at their best to play against this guy. Absolutely. Now, Courtney, I, I didn't bring this up at the start of the podcast, but I mean, we can't go anywhere about talking about Africa's golden boy, Sadio Mani. Obviously, reports that him and Leroy Sane had an altercation uh, after the Champions League tie last week. All the reports coming out of Germany that he is going to be on his way out of Bayern after a pretty disappointing season. Is this the end of the road for Sadio? Or could this be some really good business that somebody does in the summer well zane uh, firstly i would say we live in a different in a different era right we live in such a different era where there is no you know the saying is you don't know what happens behind closed doors it does not exist anymore right the the what has happened between uh sane and mane has happened at many clubs zane where players have got into fights and had brawls and really sorted themselves out. How can it not happen? You are in a heated situation, highly competitive, lots of money, wanting to win, and sometimes not seeing eye to eye. It happens. These are physical athletes at the peak of their prime, full of testosterone. These things are going to happen, right? So I think what Bayern Munich should do, implement the discipline um, policy. That's why they've got one at the club. They should have one about how the players should manage themselves. Uh, get the players together, sit down, deal with it in-house. Mane should stay there. Mane is a world-class player. Coming back to Germany, yes, it hasn't worked out immediately, but how can you allow someone of that pedigree just to walk out the door? That is that is my perspective on it. And it's not because he was a Liverpool player. I'm talking about a club decision here because there are many other fights that have happened that we haven't heard of, Zane. We have not heard of. We've only seen the ones at the World Cup, the Freddie Lundberg one. You, you've never heard about the, the Peter Schmeichel and the Roy Keane one until Roy Keane mentioned it. You never ever heard about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. they were stalwarts and played together for years. 
There Craig Bellamy attacked John Honor and Risa the day before playing Barcelona. They were drunk. The day before playing Barcelona at the new camp, attacked him with a golf club. Uh, let's not overplay things here, Zane. These things happen in football. Even when I was playing in Manning Rangers, players got into a fight. <laughs> no, you know? no, I get and, it. And, and that is bottom but, of the level professional. Sure, football. sure. And, and listen, I think your points are valid. There's a policy implemented. See how you can make this work. But all the signs coming out of Germany suggest that Mane is going to be on his way. If he was going to be on his way, let me push you here. Where do you think he should go and would go? Well, if he's going to be on his way, Zane, he's not going to be short of suitors. I'll tell you that. So let, let's let's start there. Okay. Now, you, you're talking about a very unique player. Very unique player who's not thrilled by large amounts of money. If you know this player, and I'm talking about knowing him from a Liverpool background, he's not someone that's obsessed with huge amounts of money. Very humble guy, does a lot for his community, like a lot of other players. So let me not just uh, only look especially on him. But what I will say to you is that I think if he's going to move, he's going to look more at a, a, a different type of project. He may come out of Germany because of the heat of this whole situation. There could be a way back in at, at, at potentially Liverpool. There could be, right? Will Klopp take him back? I think we got too much firepower in the team at the moment at the top. We got too much firepower. Um, I can't see him coming back to the Premier League because I don't think he'll play for anybody else in the Premier League. I think him leaving Liverpool decided he he, he wants to leave. He won't play for anybody. So. America may be another uh, another choice for him, you know. Uh, but I, I I don't know, Zane. I I can't see Bayern letting him go. I I just think it would be a poor business decision. And I'm telling you, don't think to yourself, Zane. Oliver Kahn, who's now one of the managing directors at Bayern Munich, was a saint in his day at Bayern Munich. I tell you this now. You just never heard the stories. There was no social media then. So <laughs> I, I think the whole thing has just been blown out of proportion. Players get into arguments and fights, man. And perhaps to paper over a really disappointing loss. Well, there's the other thing. <laughs> yes. Well, all of a sudden, they, want, they may want to just uh, show their muscle and pull their weight. No, nah, come on. I think what they do by making a sensible decision to say, no, we're going to keep him on find him properly, make a good example of him, and then turn him around. They come out with more credit than letting him go. They'll come out with more credit than letting him go. And you must remember, let's not judge him on his ability. Let's judge him on what he did. He made mm -hmm. a mistake. How you, you put these policies in place to deal with people that make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So use the policy properly. Use sure. it to its full extent and then rehabilitate, rehabilitate the player. But we also don't know what are the, the minor details here, say. Did? Because we in all the career... They argued on the field him. and they fought in the change room. That yeah, but what, what was, was said, then? What was said? <laughs> you know, was anything derogatory said to this guy? Because him and Salah had fiery arguments. You even saw at Burnley a few years back when he was arguing that Salah didn't pass him, that Klopp had to take him off the pitch. He was so angry. He was fighting with everyone on the bench. But it never came to a fight. What did Sane say to you? 
what was said. So this is what I'm saying. It's a heated situation. Young men, full of testosterone. The club must just implement the assault policy. I don't see him leaving Bayern. I know what I know. I hear the I hear the, the clamorings. I hear all the noise. I don't see him leaving. Courtney Freeze, thank you for everything. This has been a fun pod to uh, do with you. Uh, we look forward to welcoming Alistair and um, Francis back to join us. That's them probably on my phone now. Um, but listen, always a pleasure to do this with you. If you're listening out there, please let us know what you think. Hit us up at OTW underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook or wherever you get our podcast out there, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, um, Spotify, post a comment, leave a review. It helps people find the show. Courtney, all the best. We'll talk soon. Uh, can't wait to be around the bride with you again. Thank you, Zane. It's always a pleasure to talk and it's always a pleasure to listen to our supporters. We are only here for them. Thanks a lot.